I'm Mansour Nasasre. I work as a lecturer in Middle East politics and international relations at the Department of Government and Politics at Ben Gurion University in Beersheba. Previously, I worked as a research fellow for the Council for British Research in the Levant, the Kenyan Institute based in East Jerusalem. Uh, obviously, after finishing a PhD in, in politics at the University of Exeter. The most important findings of uh, of the uh, the book entitled "The Nakab uh, Bedouins: um, A Century of Politics and Resistance" is is, um, is through uh, 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 looking at the archival records in London, in the Kew Gardens, in the, the Public Records Office, as well as looking at Northern Ireland um, uh, archives, the National Libraries, also in, in Jerusalem, in Israel, and interviewing uh, Bedouin communities in in, in the Negev as well as um, uh, Bedouin refugees in, in Jordan, uh, what we call the Sabawi Bedouin, who are originally from from Sabah, from Beersheba, um, as well as interviewing Israeli officials and British officials who served during the British mandate, mandate in, in, in Beersheba. I, I, I basically I, I argued that the, the Bedouin communities have reacted um, uh, to the state policies and even resisted the state policies um, if we're talking about the British, the Ottoman and the Israeli military rule in particular, basically to preserve their, um, their identity, their community, the Arab, their, their Arab identity, the Palestinian identity, um, uh, as well as resisting um, kind of the military regulations in, in particular during the 1950s and, and, uh, and the 1960s. So as part of uh, doing a, a kind of a, a, an extensive archival record, uh, I have managed to kind of um, to, 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 to reach um, secret documents and, and, and important documents from the kind of the British records here in, in, in London and showing that kind of uh, sometimes registration of land, uh, sometimes people paying taxes to the British government and also to the Ottoman regime in, in, in Beersheba and also um, uh, during the 1950s and 1960s under the, the, the Israeli military rule uh, and, and clearly um, uh, showing evidences of, of our archival records and oral history interviews that the, the Bedouin communities have, have owned land and also registered their land in different contexts and also paid taxation to the central government, which basically brings a, a new narrative uh, of portraying the, uh, the Arab Bedouin communities as passive, as not interacting with the, with the state and also an, uh, as not paying taxes to the central government. So I think by looking at those archival records and oral history records, um, I present new findings which challenged the perceived wisdom, basically, of, of, of looking at the Bedouin communities as, as passive community, uh, as not reacting to, to state policies. And I, I think the unique um, of this particular project is basically looking at the um, comparative aspects of, of, of tribalism in, in the Middle East, if we're talking about Jordan and Sinai, in Syria and Lebanon, and how the, the, the modern state system interacted with the Arab Bedouin um, communities. I think in, in terms of looking at the identity of the, uh, the, the Arab um, Bedouin communities in Beersheba and the Naqab historically, there, is, there are lots of interesting dynamics. It's uh, in, in terms of uh, kind of preserving their culture, their indigenous culture, their indigenous um, oral history and um, narratives, 
and also preserving um, kind of land deeds, uh, Ottoman uh, land deeds and British land deeds. For example, they registered their lands or they registered their land uh, according to their customary laws. So, so, so lots of interesting dynamics, how this community has preserved uh, land rights and land documentation, uh, as well as their uh, Arab, uh, Arab identities. So, because if we look at the, the kind of the state policies, um, historically we can see that they, they basically disconnected the Bedouin communities from the rest of the Arab-Palestinian communities in, in historic Palestine. But I think the, the, this research shows uh, a totally different, different story by, by presenting them as, as part of the Arab-Palestinian communities. They are not an kind of an ethnic group. They are, uh, they, they are part uh, and uh, the organic um, kind of part of the Palestinian communities. And, and, and I think looking at uh, kind of the state policies of trying to divide and rule, whether during the British, during the Ottoman, and trying to, to, to rule the communities as separate communities of kind of living in, in the desert and perceiving them as, as nomadic communities. While my research presents a different image, while kind of those communities preserve their culture, their identity, their customary laws, and also their, their, their traditional perception of, of their land ownership, which is, uh, should be recognized today and it's been recognized in other international forums. I think situating the, um, this scholarship as, uh, as uh, within the Palestinian scholarship is quite a significant scholarly um, aspect because I think in the last maybe 20 years or even more, we have seen lots of um, narratives um, about portraying the community as, as passive, as nomadic community. Uh, and that's kind of sometimes it's, it's, it's kind of an Israeli scholarship that looks at urbanization and, and, and modernization uh, for, for those, those communities. Um, however, I, I see um, kind of the, 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 uh, the, the scholarship that I, I, I produced as part of, of, of uh, an overall Palestinian scholarship uh, because this is part of a kind of a sig significant component of the Palestinian community uh, historically and I basically reject the whole narrative uh, of disconnecting them from the rest of the Arab-Palestinian communities and trying to deal with them in, in a separate way as an ethnic community. Uh, the Bedouin has never been an ethnic community. Uh, the, the Bedouin means basically a way of life and, and, and from the, the, the concept desert but, but in terms of uh, kind of bringing back the scholarship um, on the Bedouin communities as, as part of the Palestinian scholarship is, is very, very important. And also, there has been um, kind of a tendency to um, marginalize southern Palestine historically from the Ottoman regime, the, the British rule, and, and later on. So I think um, it, it, it also uh, kind of stressed the, the issue of, uh, of bringing this, the, the Nakab scholarship to the Palestinian uh, narratives that this this community has been marginalized for generations, uh, and I think th th this book in particular brings the narratives of the the, the community back to to, to lively uh, scholarship, um, and it, it stresses uh, the, the the urgent need to to do document the history of this community, the history of the struggle, the history of resistance, and the history of uh, this, this this community in in, in different ways. Uh, and I think it's it's very important to bring it back, to bring the voice back. And I think, as, as I've seen some reviews already of the of, of the book, basically present uh, really um, the, the issue of the, this this is the, the, one of the first uh, academic and efforts to, to, to write a comprehensive account of, of the Arab Bedouin communities uh, history and politics from the Ottoman, late Ottoman regime until, until today.
I think the the book um, has um, investigated um, the, the the late Ottoman regime in southern Palestine, then the British rule um, in in southern Palestine and Beersheba region, and and then um, the, the situation since 1948 and the Nakba until until today. So 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 tracing the development of the of the the, the community and the interaction of the community with the central government. From the establishment of Beersheba as a Palestinian city in, and an Ottoman city in 1900, clarify an important aspect of the history of this community. For example, if you look at the Ottoman regime in, in southern Palestine, we can can see that the the, the Bedouin component of uh, of Beersheba was was quite significant. We can see that the mayor of of, of the city of Beersheba in 1913 was from the local tribes, uh, and which is, is is quite significant. Uh, so if we look at the Ottoman dynamic with the um, the local Bedouin community, we, we can see a very interesting picture from 1900 to 1917, which the central Ottoman government, that's uh, from Istanbul, where, where basically was trying to to bring the frontier uh, to the center of the state by trying to impose new taxation policies and, and also to try to control the community in different ways. And we can see that th there has been lots of uh, aspects of resistance against the, the Ottoman intervention in, in the local affairs of the community. Uh, on, on the other hand, there, there have been lots of efforts from the Ottoman regime to try to integrate um, the, the Bedouin community as part of the central um, government uh, and also linked to Istanbul by sending the, the kids to study in Istanbul, for example, in the tribal school. While uh, during the Ottoman regime or the, um, the, 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 the dynamics are, are very interesting. Some components were, were, were trying to resist the Ottoman government um, and on the other, there, there are lots of aspects of, of being part of the central government. And the British regime from 1917-1948 we can we can see a, a really interesting picture uh, which basically um, uh, summarizes the dynamics between the, the local community and the British um, mandate is basically the um, the British uh, authorities recognized the indigenous community um, of the Nakab their their tribal courts their customary laws and also, um, I, I recall that uh, from one of the, the documents that in 1921, Winston Churchill, who was the Secretary of Colonies, visited Beersheba in 1921 and, and, and met the tribal leader, leaders in, in Beersheba and also recognized their, their land deeds and land registration and, and, and ownership based on customary laws. Uh, so, um, and also recognizing the indigenous system of uh, tribal system in, in Beersheba. So I think... Um, the, the British uh, didn't clash with the, with the community itself, uh, rather than uh, um, uh, try to, to, to give uh, the, the, the community to preserve its identity and culture and also to be part of the, uh, of, uh, of the, uh, of the local governance. Uh, uh, on the other hand, we can see that the, in 1938, for example, during the, the Great Palestinian Revolt um, in Beersheba, that the, the Bedouin also um, resisted the central um, British uh, uh, British authorities in, in the region uh, by also um, joining the Palestinian uh, re um, re revolt in 1938 and also playing an important part in occupying the city of Beersheba and also defeating the British um, the British battalion that was sitting in, in Beersheba. So, 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 so there are different dynamics between the, the, the British rule and the, 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 local, the local community, including aspects of resistance, including aspects of cooperation, and also the British also employ different mechanisms of ruling the community, sometimes separately from the rest of the Palestinian communities, by trying to see this is a Bedouin component that has to be ruled different, similar 
um, to Sinai and Transjordan, and and that has been resisted by the community later on to preserve their their, their, their Arab uh, Arab identity. While in looking at the um, 1948, the majority um, of the, the Bedouin community has fled or expelled or left their land, and only um, a remnant of 13,000 13, out of 95,000 during the British mandate have m remained on their land uh, and were subject to a military rule uh, for into 1966, 1967, and they lost most of their land. So the, the, they lost most of their land during the military rule because there were military orders that people couldn't go back to their land. Uh, and then today, as a result of that, uh, we can see lots of uh, cases of, uh, of, of land ownership claims uh, that the, the Bedouins still put hundreds and thousands of land claims to be, uh, to, to, to be able to recognize their land um, through the, the, uh, the, the actions they, they made um, to the Israeli um, courts in, in, in different contexts. But still, uh, if we, we, we look at the situation today, we can see that uh, there are 36 unrecognized villages in in, in the Nakab today, um, and, and there, there is an ongoing conflict and ongoing uh, efforts from the community to, to, to get their land recognized and also to get their, their villages, uh, villages recognized. And that's the key dynamics today within the, 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 the government and the local, the local community is, is basically the debate for recognition, recognizing the, the villages, the historic villages uh, in, in the Nakab. The, the key challenges facing the community today is basically... Um, the um, the, recogni the recognition aspect since two nine, 2007 the israeli government has put different committees uh, starting from the goldberg committee in 2007 and following uh, that with braver committee is basically trying to resolve the issue of land ownership and and also um, the campaign for recognizing the the, the villages I, I think that, that that's the key issue is basically to to, to freeze the braver plans um, and to to stop um, uh, the government plans uh, from relocating the 40,000 Bedouin from their historical lands and to be forced to live in, in, in towns. That I, I think uh, people are demanding recognition for the villages, for their historical villages that existed uh, before 1948, and also recognizing uh, the, the, their land ownership. Uh, not only that, I think uh, there is a, there's a huge gap almost of 60 years of marginalization of this community. So in terms of empower, empowering the community and also preserving their identity, their culture, and also strengthening the education system. Uh, I, I wouldn't see that happening before recognizing the, 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 the villages, the 36 villages, which basically half of the community still live in, in those villages. And, and I think going um, to, to the uh, Israeli courts has been an, an important tool in the last few years. Uh, however, we haven't seen a kind of any case of recognizing Bedouin land claims or recognizing uh, uh, some of the villages. So I think it's clear that the, the, the community is, is putting forward uh, the slogans of uh, recognition for the historical villages and for, for, for the land ownership, uh, the 800,000 donams that were claimed by, by the, the community. Um, I, I think those are key, key aspects, key challenges in order to be able to, um, to, 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 to move forward and to, 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 to enhance the situation um, of, of, of the community in, in, in different ways.